What's up guys, welcome back to the committee home of college football. Today we've got a great episode 3 coming up for you guys. We're going to be talking about the furthering of the playoff expansion talks. We're going to talk a little recruiting and we are going to talk a little bit about what the playoff era has given us so far. So as I said, today is episode 3, June 25th, date of recording. We are still pending approval on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Uh, I'm really sorry about this, guys. I thought it would be done sooner. I thought we would be approved by now. Uh, we are not yet, but if you stay up to date with me on the committee Snapchat story, Gage Brown 18 on Snapchat, I will give you all of the latest information on that. Uh, so, re- besides the point that the main listening outlets are currently blocked apologies again and that sucks for me you know it's harder to get it out there for more of you guys to listen to i know you guys don't want to be using uh, podcast index um, but unfortunately that's what we're working with right here but that's okay because this episode three so far is going to be our best episode to date and it's going to be our third worst episode because every episode we are going to be getting better all right so The college football playoff committee has now moved into the summer review phase of the expansion talks. Uh, So we were discussing how they'd be meeting in Grapevine on the 22nd of June. Uh, They did, and what we thought, how it was reported was that it could potentially be either the approval or the dismissal of the 12-team expansion idea. Um, Basically, that review has been prolonged into the summer review phase, uh, which what they explained it as is they're going to be taking time to talk over um, potential pros, cons, uh, if they are going to be moving with 12 teams forward. um, And that's really just going to give us a few more months to to talk about it. They're going to make it into a whole saga. And uh, I guess we're going to have to wait and see. And what we've got from uh, Heather Dinich of ESPN is that we shouldn't expect the playoff to be the playoff expansion to actually happen until the end of the current deal, which expires in 2026. Uh, so although there were talks about the playoff being expanded and set in place by the 2023 football season, um, apparently, according to her, don't get your hopes up that it'll happen before the end of the current contract. Uh, this next year is going to be year 8 out of 12 of the current deal. And what I want to take a look at here to begin the episode is from the 7 years of the college football playoff so far, we have seen 28 playoff teams for a year, obviously, where we could have seen... Anyone know 12 times 7? No, we don't have time for math. We could have seen a lot more teams. Okay, we could have seen 84 teams, and yet that didn't get to happen. So what I want to talk about here today is my favorite teams, intriguing, my favorite teams, my most intriguing teams that missed the playoff during the playoff era. And this, these are not, um, by the way, these are not the best teams to miss the playoff. These are not the biggest snubs. These are just teams I would have liked to see in the playoff. Um, and they were certainly des- not not going to say deserving of being in the playoff. They certainly either had a shot or 
um, with the 12 team playoff, all of these teams would have been in a theoretical 12 team playoff of that year. So let's get into that list. Uh, at number five, we've got t- 2016 Michigan. Um, so this team was the year, this was the year of Jabril Peppers, where Peppers finished fifth in Heisman voting. Um, he was just absolutely in the media was in enthralled with him the whole year everyone was talking about Jabril Peppers uh, Michigan ended up finishing 10 and three uh, they lost three of their last four games um, including a double overtime loss to Ohio State in which JT Barrett was in fact short of the line to gain um, unfortunately for the Wolverines that sort of ended their season then in the Orange Bowl um, a close loss to Florida State in which Peppers did not end up playing. Um, so that was a t- it was a tough way to end the season for the Wolverines, losing three of the last four. But that team was really exciting. Uh, it was the first time that Michigan felt to be um, a contender in a while. And the, the, the game against Ohio State was a fantastic game. Unfortunately, had a rough ending for Wolverine fans. Um, but I really liked that team, and they did. They, I mean, they beat Wisconsin, uh, who ended up being a top ten team. They crushed Penn State, who was the Big Ten champ, forty nine to ten. Of course, that was. You could argue that Penn State was not the same team that were they at that point in the season that they finished. Which, although yeah, that's probably that's pretty true. Uh, nonetheless, crushing the Big Ten champ, forty nine to ten, is very impressive. Uh, and it was potentially a lost season for Michigan there as uh, they would have hoped for more. Coming in at number four, we've got 2015 Stanford. Uh, this team finished 12-2, and won the Pac-12 title, and then absolutely blew out Iowa in the Rose Bowl, 45-16. That was, it ended up being 35-0 to at halftime. And, I, I mean, uh that's it's you never want to see it in a bowl game you never want to see that happen it was mind-blowing um Iowa was undefeated going into the big 12 big 10 championship game that year uh where then they lost to Michigan State in an absolute barn burner nine to six uh although I will say that Iowa team although they only had one loss heading into the bowl game and so they ended up finishing 12 and two uh, I believe um they they had a very easy schedule, uh, so they may have been a little overrated. But regardless, um, Stanford just blowing them out of the water in the Rose Bowl. Um, and McCa- that was the year McCaffrey finished second in Heisman voting. He was electric. Uh, he brought a ton of attention to them. Same thing like Jabril Peppers. Um, McCaffrey was insanely good that year. He finished the Rose Bowl with 277 total yards of offense, and he averaged 9.6 yards per carry on 18 carries in the Rose Bowl um, for 172 yards rushing. Uh, so just an, just a tear of the Hawkeyes. That is unfortunate for them uh, that that happened, although I'm sure Hawkeye fans are still very uh, glad to be appearing in the Rose Bowl. Um Unfortunately for them, Wisconsin's been taking their spot a bit in the Big Twen- Big Ten West 
uh, most recently many years. Going on to number three, everyone knows this team. Everyone either hates or loves this team. Most people hate them just because they're annoying. And that is 2017 UCF. Very interesting team here. Finished undefeated. Peach Bowl champs beat Auburn there. Uh, they claim to be the national champions. As everyone remembers, going as far to put up billboards around Orlando. Um, they got rings. National champion rings. Um, no, they did not win the national championship. I hated that. That I had no opinion on UCF. Um, you know, it was cool to see. Oh, they're undefeated. Cool. The national championship stuff just was annoying. So over the top. You know, you are not the national champion. Trying to claim a national championship. National championship um, is absurd. However, that is why the new playoff format is exciting. Because thanks to the new format, the group of five champ will be represented. So we could see at like Cincinnati this year went undefeated in the regular season uh, and won their conference. And obviously they lost to Georgia, but still very interesting. Um, as before the Peach Bowl, uh, meant there were a few people who could ar- who would argue that Cincinnati should have been in the playoff. Obviously, no, they should not have been just saying. Uh, just like UCF. But... If they that I'm you know they couldn't the group of five wasn't made for the 14 playoff that's fine guess what they are gonna be in the 12 team playoff so we are gonna get to see some group of five playoff action we're gonna get to see if these undefeated teams are playoff worthy or not uh, unfortunately we won't get to see if UCF was playoff worthy or not you know they'll argue they beat Auburn so. And Auburn beat two playoff teams that year, I believe, with Bama and Georgia. Um, so, you know, not a uh, gets a great win there. Give them credit. Not a national championship, uh, but good team there. Going on to number two and number one. These will forever be um, one of one. This will forever be a duo. Very interesting. Story here left out of the playoff. Um, although it turns out it was the right decision, I, I guess, as Ohio State ended up winning the national title as a four seed. Um, but 2014 TCU and Baylor. These teams were, it was an insane battle. An instant classic game in Waco as Baylor came back down 21 and the fourth was like nine minutes or something. Um. T- yeah, just insane scenes in Waco. Sixty-one fifty-eight. They rushed the field. Uh, I believe it was number five versus number nine. Um, and they continued hot the rest of the year. Uh, both teams had insane seasons. Uh, Baylor lost to West Virginia, I believe. Um, and TCU, of course, their only loss was to Baylor. Uh, Baylor did, end, and they finished as co-Big 12 champs. Baylor did end up losing in the Cotton Bowl to Michigan State. Um, but TCU destroyed Ole Miss in the Peach Bowl 42-3. to And 
what really sucks about these teams is that there they it's seemingly that they were left out of the playoff because there was no Big 12 championship which sucks um because I truly believe had there been a Big 12 title game one of these teams would have made the playoff the winner of that game would have made the playoff um I prefer of those teams I would have rather seen TCU uh but I I liked both of those teams uh even with their even with both of them beating Oklahoma uh, they were cool teams. They were fun. But that sucks to be left out of the playoff seemingly because there was no Big 12 title game. Of course, as we know, it was introduced just two years later where it has been won by the Oklahoma Sooners every year since it's been re- introduced. Um, but had there been one, that would have put either a 12-1 and TCU or a 12-1 Baylor as a Big 12 champ, and you either would have had... TCU get the revenge on Baylor, which was an away loss, and you would have got had them get the revenge in the Big Twelve title, be twelve and one, or you would have had Baylor go two and zero against uh, an eleven and two TCU, and be a twelve and one conference champ. And who knows? I believe that that could that would have been in over Ohio State. Uh, although Ohio State definitely proved they deserve to be there, uh, they're win over Wisconsin was very convincing in the uh, Big Ten Championship game, as we all remember that, 59-0. to uh, The Badgers, as we talked about earlier, actually, getting those recent Big Ten Championship uh, visits. You know, maybe if they ever want to win one, that would be cool. Um, but, uh, you know, they, of, of course they did, but you know what I mean. Recently, mm, mm, Big Ten West, got to step it up a bit, huh? Uh so TCU in that last poll, once they really, I was, I, I remember I, li- I was listening after a hockey game. Uh, me and my dad were in the car listening to the radio. They were announcing all the playoff teams, and they started from four. And when they said Ohio State, I was thinking, because TCU had been number three in the poll um, prior on the conference championship week poll, and there, of course, there was no Big Twelve conference championship, but they played Iowa State. And they won, I think, 55-3. to So they just destroyed Iowa State. Iowa State was not a good team. Um, but nonetheless, they were number three. Just, just absolutely obliterated a team by that score. It doesn't matter who they are. That's a good, that's a, you know, it's a dominating win. Um, didn't hear a number four. I was like, oh, man. Number three, nope. Florida State. I mean... It was tough. I was like, man, these guys have one loss, insane loss to Baylor, who's a fantastic team. They were number, they dropped from number three to number six. I, it was very confusing times. Um, I, I, you know, if I was a TCU fan in that, in that uh, situation, I don't really know what I would do. Um, I think probably break a few, break a few TVs, break a few bones. Um, we may need to redo the house, but, uh, that's, that's definitely a tough scene for anyone. And that is why with a 12 team playoff, it would have been so interesting because, well, actually, of course there is, there was no big 12 championship. So that would be settled, you know, with Baylor being the champion, but they would both be in the playoff, and 
it would be very interesting to see because that TCU team was electric. That Baylor team was incredible. To see them in a 12-team playoff would have been awesome because they were not in the top four. It's not every year where this happens. Um, They didn't finish in the top four of the playoff rankings, but they were far and away um, good enough to compete with those top four teams, and that doesn't always happen. Some years it's the massive drop-off. And... So as as we've gone through my five teams from the seven years of the playoff who I would have liked to see play in, a, in an expanded playoff, um, we got to talk about the dominance. Of course, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State have just been dominating the playoff. Again, hopefully, 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 it won't be the same case with the new playoff. I think everyone would uh, benefit from that. It would be a lot less boring. But that's you know that's really all all we can hope for is more competitiveness. Um, so I'll be giving you guys more news on the expansion uh, as it comes out. Uh, to go back over it, we are now in the summer review phase of the expansion talks. Take that as you will. Um, really, just means they're going to spend a few months and not tell us much. Maybe give us some news every few weeks or so. And we'll have to stay tuned and hope that we get the expansion. Alright, we're going to move on here to recruiting news, though. This is what builds playoff teams here. And unfortunately for the playoffs' most dominant team, Alabama, they have been now cut off by 2021 five-star defensive lineman JT Tuomalau. Um... This guy seems to not understand that football will be played this fall and he will be a freshman this fall and it is June and he's not committed. Don't I don't know what's going on there. Um, he's down to Ohio State, Oregon, USC, and Washington. Uh, it's, it's rumored likely to be Ohio State. Uh, he has four crystal balls to Ohio State, um, although two, one from Will Fong, one from, I can't remember who, uh, are only five out of ten confidence rating, and that's the highest of the two of four and one. So take that as you will. Um, I think it's looking like it will be, it's either going to be obviously a Pac-12 team or he's going to move out to Ohio State. Uh, I w- I'm still thinking it will be Ohio State, although by cutting out Bama and leaving three Pac-12 teams left, I don't know, maybe he's showing that he wants to stay uh, on the West Coast. Uh, we've got 2022 four-star running back Gavin Sawchuck committing to Oklahoma this past week. So now that now gives the Sooners two four-star running backs in the 22 class. Uh, they also got Relique Brown. So that's two top five backs in the class. Um, I've seen some people chatting about how uh, Relique Brown will, is, you know, oh, he's going to USC now. Uh, of course, he visited them a few weeks ago. But I think it's still going to be all right. Um, Relique Brown is going to be playing more of a slot role. 
and uh, and you know that the Sooners and Lincoln Riley are the best in the country at utilizing players uh, in a way that no one else can. You know, H-back role, fullback role, tight ends, whatever it may be, the Sooners utilize players like no other. So I have no doubt that uh, Sawchuck and Brown can work together. Uh, the Sooners didn't pick up a running back in the 21 class, so um, it makes sense compensating for that with two elite backs in the 2022 class. Uh, also in the 22 class, we've got Jaden Denegal, four-star QB, committing to Michigan. So Michigan has a 20, uh, 2021 five-star J.J. McCarthy coming in this year, and Denegal will be coming in next year as a four-star from California. It's really going to be interesting to see if Jim Harbaugh can't develop J.J. McCarthy, uh, if Gaddis can't get anything out of the offense again, I don't know who, what's, like, I, I don't understand what direction Michigan is going to go because it's been, what, five years now with Harbaugh, and they haven't had, Michigan hasn't had a single quarterback who you can look at and say, that guy is above average, none. They've all had average or below play for the Wolverines. Um, Michigan's passing touchdown single season record is still set at 25 um which is absurdly low for the new game uh we just had uh redshirt freshman spencer rattler here in norman throw for 28 um in a season where he struggled heavily in the first half of the year uh Dwayne haskins of ohio state a few years back if you recall through i think 40 he threw 50 touchdowns actually I think it was yeah he threw 50 touchdowns uh fields accounted for 41 touchdowns something crazy uh back in their last full season prior to this one so the fact that Michigan is just seemingly roadblocked not even at the quarterback position but just offensively with talent I mean the, the development is terrible uh you had Five-star receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones barely turned on any production at Michigan, and he showed flashes as a rookie with the Browns. Uh, He's a good receiver. Uh, That I mean, he's a he's an athletic beast. He put up big numbers at the combine. You got Nico Collins, who got drafted this year. Um, You've had multiple speedster receivers come in, and it's just. It's disappointing to see Michigan waste talent and not produce a better product with it. Um, And I know, like, as we talked about the 2016 Wolverines earlier, uh, that was under uh, Wilton Spate, at quarterback, who, again, just average quarterback there. Uh, That defense was incredible. And the offense is, as it has been every year, Michigan can be a good team or a great team under Harbaugh, but the great teams have had great defenses, and the good teams have not, and the offenses has have never been anything more than okay. Um, so hopefully uh, McCarthy can come in and get developed, be the guy, and if not him, Denegal, uh coming in 22, 
we will see uh, if Michigan can't develop a quarterback soon they're gonna have to bring back Tom Brady I don't know what to tell you I mean Tom Brady could be 50 and probably do a better job here at uh, there in Ann Arbor than uh, some of these guys have done moving on from them though we're going down to uh, potentially another team you could consider to be an underperformer uh, although they did put up a fantastic season last year and it could be only good things ahead for them uh, we're talking about Texas A&M who just picked up a 2023 four-star quarterback Eli Holstein um, as well today as a 2022 four-star safety Jared Kerr who was also committed there so they're bulking up the 22 class they picked up a quarterback for the 23 class um, A&M's been on a run of good quarterbacks recently in recruiting um, and it's been a few years now where uh, Texas A&M has had great recruiting classes. Um, they did put up a they they put up a great product this year uh, with their lone loss coming to Alabama. Although uh, we would like to see it closer than it was, of course. But um, the Aggies are I think are moving in the right direction, uh, given good quarterback play. Uh, that because that is always something you have to take into account. Um, if Haynes King is the guy, uh, which mo- uh, the majority of Aggies believe he, w- he will be and can be, um, then it's going to be a good look for A&M. Uh, Mond was a, uh, average, you know, a, mm, eh, it was okay. Uh, he played well at times, played poorly other times. Um, I mean, really, ever since Johnny Football, A&M hasn't had great quarterback play. And that's just the truth of it. Uh, I guess you could say similar to the Wolverines. Uh, just putting out, eh, average, it's okay. Mon, it's, he's okay, he's alright. Uh, drafted, what was he drafted, third round of the Vikings? I mean... Hey, getting him in the third round, that's an accomplishment there. Because if you watch him in college, mm, not really looking like a third round guy there, but all the best for him, you know. And uh, as we were talking about uh, Holstein, who comes in 23, a four-star quarterback, uh, I was referring to their other quarterbacks. They got Haynes Keene already. And next year they got the Wideman. Weigman, uh, who's a five-star um, from Texas. So keeping him in state, uh, five-star quarterback, then going to four-star quarterback after that. Same exact thing as Michigan, just moved a year back, um, which I think could be good timing uh, if Haynes King can pan out, give him a few good years. Uh, that's what the Aggies are going to be hoping for. Then you know who who we'll see we'll see the Aggies should be in a twelve team playoff if it were to be implemented today I believe they would be able to make it next year they would have made it this year and they got a bright future ahead um, we know Jimbo's doing good stuff down there uh, they've had a couple good classes with him um, but it's tough you know they are quite literally in the toughest division in college football uh, their twenty two class sits at ninth. 21 class 8th, 
2020 class, they finished 6th. 2019 class, they finished 4th. So they are putting up big, big, big classes here. Um, and they've got to, they've got to produce. Um, they've got to be Alabama eventually. Uh, I know that's going to be tough. That's tough for anyone. Um, not many people can say they've beaten Alabama, but it has to happen uh, if they want to make that breakthrough. Um, although I guess uh, the Aggie fans would not be too disappointed. Come a twelve-team playoff, hosting a eight. Hosting a 9, 10, 11, or 12 seed at Kyle Field, I don't think they'd be too upset with that. They'd be they'd be just fine with that. Um, but they've got the Crimson Tide at home this year, uh, and they've got we've got full full capacity back this year, which is going to be big help for everyone. Uh, Kyle Field is going to be electric, so it'll be interesting to see if they can pull that off. Um, as I spoke about earlier. If King can deliver good quarterback play for the Aggies, they got a bright year ahead of them. Uh, but it's all about that. They could be a good team, or they can be an elite team. And it may just be up to the King. And uh, speaking of the King, we know Cash is King for the NCAA. Uh, however... We have got a new update on the name, image, and likeness law that will allow players to profit off of said name, image, and likeness. Uh, they can do, be able to do things as promotions, um, autographs, camps, uh, you name it. They can profit off of their own brand, which they made themselves. Think of that. Uh, an NCAA player can make money because of how good they are. Hmm. And they couldn't do that before. And yes. That was whack. Bogus. Big step for athletes to profit off of themselves. Uh, themselves. Um, this is. I think. Even there's. This is definitely should be. A, at least should be a middle ground for all. Because of course there's people who don't want athletes to be paid. Uh, in college at all. Uh, they said their education is enough, their room board, their food. Um, and there's people who say the athletes should make a lot of money. Um, but this is really, um, as I said, I think a good, it kind of both sides can be happy because if a player's profiting off of their image, off of their name, um, they're only profit, they're only profiting of how popular they are. And 99% of the time, uh, these players are going to be more popular the better they are. Um, of course, there's exceptions. We've got like uh, Michigan basketball player Adrian Nunez on TikTok. He's pretty famous on there. He doesn't play much. Uh, you got Livy Dunn, the LSU gymnast. She's pretty popular. Uh, she, I don't know if she's any good. But I, I think I know LSU is really good at gymnastics. Uh, I'll have to look more into the gymnastics. A, hey, we got great gymnastics program at Oklahoma. Um, but there's many players with many followers who deserve to be making money uh, for the product they're putting out. 
Uh, I think they should be getting a little money. Uh, they're already are getting a little money, you know. Let's let's be real here. Uh, players are getting a little bit of a bag. Uh, Kirby Smart is not just uh, dropping off food like uh, Tennessee. Just McDonald's bags is all. There's something going on. Uh, it's, uh, you know, the in, the current NCAA rules uh, where players aren't allowed to profit is pretty much would be considered to be criminal in any profession, any industry. It's absurd how they haven't been able to profit off of themselves before. You would think you could make money off of your own name, but no. Uh, the NCAA pretty much hates everyone except for money. Uh, so this is great news for the players and hopefully uh, we got this new law coming in we've got there will be much more on that topic uh, we've got the playoff expansion we've got some very big and exciting changes coming to college football uh, in the near future and I don't think I don't know about you guys I don't think there's anywhere you could find better information on that than right here at the committee, home of college football. So thank you guys so much for listening. This has been episode three. Um, Remember to go get on the private story on Snapchat if you haven't already. Um, That is where I post a lot of my updates. We're going to be coming to more social media platforms soon. Uh, We're going to be doing big things soon. Keep an eye out for an All Sooners podcast, which is going to be coming very soon as well. Uh, And again, I will let you guys know when we are finally approved on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Um, Don't know what's taking so long. Kind of annoying me. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you guys in the next one.